So guys, for those of you listening to this segment for this podcast, I have a challenge. I really, really want you to try it. I don't know what, how much of a difference it'll make, but the challenge is to sing with earplugs in. Plug your ears or get sound blocking headphones, canceling, noise canceling, and sing a song you don't usually sing all the time or listen to and then record yourself do it record yourself with the sound canceling headphones singing as best as you can or earplugs and then compare yourself without the earplugs and the noise canceling headphones tell me if you notice a difference are you still keeping the same note that you were singing with or is everything way off do you sound horrible singing with your ears plugged I tried it once and it sounded horrible I was way off and no I will not post it on here (laughs) that was enough embarrassment for myself I don't think I want to put it on here, but I want—I do want to hear you guys try singing with earplugs on or noise-canceling headphones. And don't do nothing weak either. You better try all hard like you're actually trying to like record an album song or something. You better actually put some effort in there and then record it without the earbuds or earplugs and or noise-canceling headphones. And put all of your effort into singing. And someone must be daring to sing Celine Dion. Um, What what was that song? The Titanic song. That's where you can definitely tell if you're way off on notes or on point. Or you gave it your best effort. Previously on several episodes ago. That sound you're hearing is me walking with my white cane to the nearest bus stop. Hey there, this is Robert from the Anchor Facebook uh, post. I posted about sharing your perspectives on what it was like to use Anchor and you responded. So this is me just reaching out. Um, Anyway, the question for you is, you know, since you're a relatively new user, new to podcasting, just like myself, um, maybe you just talk about how you came to know Anchor and why it convinced you to um, start podcasting and uh, what the experience has been like for you on Anchor thus far. I would love to hear your perspective. Thanks again. All right, so it's me, and I'm outside, so I'm doing my recording outside today. I don't think there's going to be any background music today. Um, Just trying something slightly different. Um, You might hear some bus activity happening, too, because I am 
out and about in the city of Boston with my long white cane. And so I wanted to answer questions from a fellow Anchor user. I guess he's been using it for a while. His name is Robert Boyle. Um, or if I mispronounced the name, sorry. Uh, so to answer your question, um, my perspective on Anchor is this is my first time ever doing any podcasting. I've never done anything like this before. And I am like a hundred and I guess a hundred and twenty something episodes in so far. Um, I actually I like doing the podcasting because then I can go back and listen to the episodes that I made and the people I had on my show. Usually I'm on with Doug Couch and some other people, but mostly it's Doug Couch and sometimes I meet up with my friends Momo Bites and Sam R. Um, but when I meet up with them, it's really rare moments because this past summer I've been hanging out with them a lot. So there have been some pretty crazy things going on. A um, couple of episodes ago, like, I don't know, episode 80 something, I don't remember. <laughs> but if you go back and you listen to something about the Becky, the party crasher, <laughs> wow, um, you probably would get a couple of laughs because it is just crazy. Um, it's crazy hilarious because, you know, some stuff went down that wasn't supposed to go down during the summer at a party and it's a group of us blind and visually impaired folks that were just like what the hell and you know and we had a lot of people like sending in emails and messages um doing you know sending their response and like you know their opinions on what happened and like a whole lot of everything that wasn't supposed to happen happened all in one sitting um so my perspective on Anchor is it can be a lot of things. It can be fun. It can be complicated. It can be not so fun. Um, so a lot of us, a lot of me and my friends who use this platform are, we are screen reader users. So we use this th- stuff called voiceover on our iPhones and iPads. And if, you're, if they're using a Windows computer, we're using JAWS or NVDA. So the only complication that most of us have with Anchor is the accessibility portion. Um, It's really kind of annoying sometimes um, because we have to do something differently. Like for a while I had to record my my segments in the voice memo apps on my iPhone. And actually that's exactly what I'm doing right now. I'm using the voice memo apps because the accessibility with this app for Anchor is not exactly voiceover friendly, but it was a lot better. It's got it's gotten a lot better than what it was before. You know, there's still a whole lot of room for improvement, but otherwise, using Anchor has been lots of fun to connect with people and share ideas back and forth. And once again, in my background, you're hearing some Boston action some is like background noise there's a, a light rail i'm actually standing in front of a road at a bus stop and so you're hearing everything so the environment is a little bit different today i hope it's all audible i'm trying not to let the background noise override my voice but anyways thanks for sending me a message in return about anchor and you know being relatively new to the app 
I don't know how else this is gonna, how far this is gonna go, but I do like the idea of sponsorships with doing podcasting just out of my phone. It's fun. And, you know, I don't have to do it every single time, but whenever I have any new ideas or any new subjects I want to talk about, I can just take out my phone and use Anchor and do that. Hey, thank you so much for responding. I'm going to include this in the episode that I release on Anchor on Sunday. So stay tuned for that. Again, thanks for responding and have a great rest of your day. Because the subject of racism all over the place is so popular, I figured I would do a recap from the other episode with me and Doug Couch and then also from The Guru. And shout out to all you guys for listening and thanks to Doug Couch and The Guru for, you know, communicating with me about this subject. It is really, really important and it is happening as we speak. Um, there was actually, you know what, I'm going to refer to this like video clip I found on social media earlier today. There was this guy, I guess that was caught in American airlines or something. He was doing something stupid in the airport and he was getting taken apart. He was getting taken down by security and they pretty much, you know, had to keep him under control. And he said, Oh, you guys are not going to treat me like a black person you treat me like a black person because they took him to the floor then they handcuffed him and when I looked through the comments of the video I was hearing a lot of people say if he was really actually a black person he would be shot up and so many things would happen to him Um, so he's aware of his privilege and I must admit you know if he were an actual black person oh boy it would be a lot worse than just him getting put on the floor and put handcuffs on him he wouldn't even be able to scream or even say anything or even anything so he was not being treated like a black person unfortunately that's just racism coming out especially when he's under the influence drinking alcohol and talking all crazy and stuff So I'm going to do a recap of that previous episode before the fluoroquinolins being really toxic really quickly. I'm white, but everybody's like, oh, you sound black. I'm not black. I'm white. Just because I talk, quote unquote, hood or ghetto. That doesn't make me black. And I'm black and people think that I'm white because I sound... You talk proper. Because I speak... I speak proper. proper, It's it's because I grew up in New England and yeah, I'm around lots of professionals and stuff and, you know, some... Yeah, it's just... It is what it is, you know? I mean... You know, I... I think a lot of it you know has to do with what you're around and me because I listen to a lot of rap and I hang around a lot of black people like not all black people sound ghetto obviously but I mean some of them do and you know some of them come from that where they have that 
I guess you could say hood accent. What's up, girlfriend? Um, to tell you the truth, you know, I don't usually talk as hard and heavy as I do when I do my broadcasting. My broadcasting voice and my regular voice is kind of, I think is different. My husband says I sound the same, but, you know, whatever. That's his opinion. Opinions are like assholes. And that's what racism is just opinions. People who are too afraid to see what life is like in the other people's shoes. You know, that's all racism is. You're scared of what you know nothing about. And each race has their own, you know, things that they do, their own food, the way they behave, you know, the way they treat their children is different. No matter where you come from, Girlfriend, I apologize that it takes so long for me to, you know, return your call this time. But I've been busy trying to live my life. It's my birthday month, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> so I've been throwing hints around all over the place as to what I want to do and what I want and stuff like that. Takes a lot of energy. Plus, I had a lot of doctor's appointments. I got sick, you know. So shit was just... Psh- Crazy. December is the craziest month ever. Now, getting back to racism, though, you know, like I said before, it's it's a, virtually impossible not to ever see a black person, especially if you don't have the TV or the Internet. Come on. If you have TV and Internet, you've seen a black person. So I find that hard to believe. Maybe they never came face to face to a black person. Could that be it? And, like, I guess those schools, was it called a finishing school that you went to? I wouldn't, I don't know, maybe finishing school, maybe not. Um, where they took out, they took away your accent. I, I, I don't know. I guess she gave you an opportunity or you obtained an opportunity to, you know, have experiences and stuff like that in this crazy world where everything is all categorized off of race and status and stuff like that when it really shouldn't be but it is what it is the way it is and the society is just kind of jacked up meanwhile i'm glad it's friday at least and i skipped something today just so i can hang out instead um but yes racism is just opinions, unfortunately. Okay, my little sister, last but not least, if you did not know that I was African American, if I answered the phone like, hello, how are you doing? How can I help you? Would you think that I was African American? I'm not even African American. I'm Jamaican, Trinidadian, Guyanese, Okay, none of my people were brought from Africa. They were brought from Portugal and Panama. But yet I cannot speak Spanish. I mean, my grandmother has red hair and green eyes. My grandfather has blonde hair and blue eyes. And it's like that on both sides of my family. However, you would freak out if you was... (laughs) 
a white person. <laughs> Next. Okay, this is the last one, I promise. When I was the little girl, my blonde-haired, blue-eyed Jamaican grandfather, who is exactly five feet two, walks into a room full of white people because at that time I was going to a Catholic school in Brooklyn. And it was like in a white neighborhood in Brooklyn. It's really a very famous school, Our Lady Victory. So my grandfather walks in and he starts screaming, where the hell is my granddaughter? Because by then he has drank two glasses of Johnny Walker Red. And his name happens to be Johnny as well. Uh, so he's walking in there and people are looking like, who does this crazy talking little guy belong to? And then finally my mother's like, he belongs to us. <laughs> and they're like, what is he? And he said, I'm Jamaican man. He stood up to everybody. He's a good. And let me just tell you, a lot of Americans have never seen the three prevalent races in my family a Caucasian Jamaican and a Chinese Jamaican and a Jamaican that looks like an East Indian person. You've never seen this in America. Well, over here they have. Where I live, there's plenty of Indians running around here. But a white Jamaican, nobody's ever, 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 ever seen them. So people were talking about me for weeks in school, like, yeah, her grandfather is some weird looking guy, man. Go, <laughs> I wish, I wish that I could show it to you, but you're just gonna have to take my word on this little sis. You take care. Have a beautiful holiday. It's your girl, the guru. Thanks for listening. Peace. As far as someone never coming face to face with a black person, yeah, I can see that happening, but there's no way they can get out of actually, like, seeing a black person on TV or in the newspaper. Uh, like, there's no way. Um, I knew someone who said that to me when I was in Minnesota, like, almost two years ago now. Wow, time is racing by. Almost two years ago, um, he was another blind guy. He says, I have never seen a black person before uh and i was like what like i'm sure you've been around black people you've interacted with black people but i don't know maybe it was in just i don't know it's kind of hard to believe especially in today's society everyone's all around